When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Craig. Before we get into the show, just want to tell you about patreon.com slash Katya and Craig. That's right, patreon.com slash Katya and Craig. We have five, seven, and ten dollar reward tiers. Now for five dollars you get bonus episodes every month. For seven dollars you get bonus episodes and listener questions episodes. And for ten dollars, well, you get the bonus episodes, you get the listener questions episodes, and you get our movie club episodes. As you likely already know, Trixie Mattel joined us last month for Contact, and this month Miss Mardell is returning to talk all about Scream, only on Movie Club. And shortly after that, Laganja Estranja is coming back to the podcast to talk all about Waiting for Guffman. Now, you can only get that on Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash Craig. Okay, now that that's over with, let's enjoy the show with Mr. John Grant. A Russian ballerina, stomping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife, who's dipping a toe in scat. Skip it a bop, skip it a bop, skip it a bop, It's whimsically well, John, I'm not sure if you uh, know, but we do love do, to do, give do, our do, do, guests do. a special intro. Brian, can you hear yourself? I, yeah, okay? I think I'm good. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Wow, great. you have a great voice. Oh. He's, isn't it an incredible radio voice? <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you so much for yeah. John. I mean, it's hard to compete with yours. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> we should do some doo-wop later. My I shit's think. all damp, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the complex multi-talents of the inimitable, the incomparable, the very tall and extremely smooth singing-songwriting talents of John Grant. <laughs> this is my best baby pterodactyl. I can do. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for coming, John. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Hmm. It's just funny that I almost said uh, I'm making the sound of a baby paralegal. Sounds paralegal. Like, <laughs> sounds like that's what I almost said. Paralegal. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Same, Yikes. Same <laughs> what kind of dreams was I having last night? <laughs> They're an endangered species. That'd be, a great, well. yeah. that'd be a great sitcom, The Trials and Tribulations of a Paralegal Pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the madcap mayhem that happens in the office yeah. during filing season. And yes. Everything. Yeah. Don't tell me that wouldn't fit right along with Squidbillies and... <laughs> <laughs> Aqua Teen oh. Hunger Force yeah. and Rick and Morty. Yeah, hello. there you go. No, perfect. Jeez Damn. Louise. What are some of your favorite cartoons? Those? Those. Mm. And what about vintage ones? Well, I've been watching the Looney Tunes lately. And you know what? If somebody doesn't release Hide and Go Tweet, then I'm going to have to get violent. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> the one where, tweet. yeah, that's the, that's the one that everyone remembers where Tweety turns into the giant monster. Uh-huh. Do they drink the potion? Oh, they go back okay. and forth. Yeah, like, yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, It's one of the greatest ones. Yeah, yeah. that huge monster Tweety is. It's horrifying. incredible. Yeah, it, it is horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember those um, collections of cartoons that they would throw together, kind of like Monty Python's, and now for something completely different? And they would call it like the Daffy Duck Treasure Island movie. No, mm. they did this maybe in the eighties on VHS or something. They would holy c- kind of grab somewhat themed collections, and then there'd be like a ninety-minute movie if you will yeah that's something for me to discover yeah i still haven't seen space jam though so how about you that's so weird that you should say that i was watching a video last night yeah and space jam came up strangely 
So that was in my head last yeah. night, Space Jam. <laughs> There's something I've in never the seen air. it either, by the way. Okay. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think I have. I think it's time for all of us to maybe yeah. in the next, yeah, yeah. next couple of weeks or something. Then we'll check back in with each other. I love yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I loved Rain. You know what? I don't so think much. I've seen that one single really? time. Really? Wow! Yeah, and I know that I, I know that this is, you know, it gets, a shameful thing to admit. I always think back on it, and it was um, it was so gross. <laughs> like it was so. There were some episodes that were so disgusting. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And, um, yeah. and lots of fun, like homosexual um, uh, imagery and stuff, like just flat yeah. out get, like gay as hell, molested right. characters. Yeah, yeah it was, it was sure, fun stuff. There's a whole strange story with that too, where the creator ever got fired, like after a year or something like that. Oh, really? And yeah, the company that owned it was it MTV, maybe. They just hired some. They hired uh, Billy West to just do both the voices. Okay. And they continued on without the creator, writer, and oh, everything. Lovely. Understandably, it didn't succeed, but uh, mm. it's one of those nice corporate things that happens sometimes. Oh yeah, oh. that old thing, that old chestnut. <laughs> you know, I was thinking one of the uh, great things about having the two of you on the same couch is that you both have a passion for Russian. Oh, that's right. Do you speak Russian? Yeah. And you speak a whole bunch of languages. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm sitting right here. I would appreciate it. Yeah. I know, I would, my, my, my knowledge of Russian is like, it is so strange because I, I studied it for a while, but I mostly just listened to Russian music. So like, um, you know, wow. like, like I know how to say like just uh, weird dramatic lyrics, and, and but that's kind of it. No, очень You have a very beautiful pronunciation. Where did you learn Russian? Um, I studied it in Germany. I, I went to a German university and studied German and Russian. Mm, and okay. it was this weird thing where you had to, as a foreigner, you had to have German as your base language, obviously, because yeah. you're at a German university. Sure. So then you had to take English as a foreign language, basically, uh-huh. and okay. Russian as your other foreign language, and yeah. then go in and out of German for both of those. Oh, that sounds real easy. Yeah, yeah that's it was like so a, simple. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just... Uh, for lazy students. Yeah. Yeah. Is one of those just real tender mind fucks that you oh, just God. just lasts forever and never ends <laughs> and ends up costing you your entire childhood and sanity and uh, all that. In German, it, the grammar I feel like is is a bit is just as if not more complicated than Russian because of the, all those declensions and stuff. That, no, no, the declensions. There's a lot of clenching. There's a lot of anal clenching. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, <laughs> while doing those things, yes, uh, because of the stress involved. But there is, um, it's much easier. And then Icelandic. Oh God! Is much worse than both of them combined. What's Icelandic really? sound like? Oh my God! Um, oh. There seems to be a, a breathiness in it that yeah, is yeah. not in the. You, 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 it's something you have to actually pra- practice. It's this aspiration, like when you have double consonants, like a mm-hmm. double K. Yeah. The first one turns into this H. Oh. Okay. And it's really, it's like the first couple of months you're there, you like, you know, you think you have congestive heart failure because you're oh. trying to do all these sounds and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, not without that part, you know, just yeah. do it without, that. without the panting. Exactly, <laughs> without the God. panting. Yeah, you're getting into different, uh, <laughs> you're eliciting different responses than you made. <laughs> yes, oh no, it's like, no, I intended those exact responses. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm 50, not 16. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> So, f- f- uh, German, Russian, Icelandic, Spanish, Spanish. Yeah. And when did you learn Spanish? Yo he aprendido mi español hablando con mis amigos mexicanos en Denver cuando trabajaba como mesero en un restaurante, no? I think um, I understood that. Let me yeah. see. Let me see if I can parse this out. 
I learned some Spanish one time when I was in a restaurant. Is that no? Well, I was working in in, De- yeah. in Denver with my friend. When yeah. I was working in a restaurant in Denver, I learned it from my Mexican friends that I worked oh. with in the restaurant. Okay, there. yeah. They basically, I mean, I had already learned these other languages, so I know what to do. Uh-huh. It's basically you go out and you get the verb book. Okay. Or whatever yeah. you know works for you. This was sort of this was way before you had all this access to online stuff. So sure, yeah. I went out and got five hundred and one Spanish verbs, yeah. a couple of grammar books, and then studied that, and then talked to people at work, and yeah. you know, t- tons of Almodovar watching as well. Yeah, sure, and the, so much great stuff from South America as well, mm-hmm. and great Mexican movies, of course, as well, like Matando Caos. If you don't know that one, you must seek it out. It's very funny. <laughs> well, I have to. I, have to <laughs> I don't one. know what that was. It's like German, <laughs> German learning Spanish. It was like the Inquisitor in a, an interrogation scene. Yes. It was just good. Yeah, Hogan's yeah. Heroes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go to Germany no, with no German? No, I had had, had- um, I'd had a year my senior year in high school and two years of okay. of community college okay. in Denver. Yeah. And basically you have to, in order to get into any European university or, well, actually I don't know if it's all of them, but in a German university, you have to have two years of American university to get into a German university because, you know, they start um, specializing immediately, whereas we have those two years of... Or just kind of... Whoa, which is basically like their two years, last two years of high, high school. High school. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And wow. when you went to Germany, was it... Just to get the hell away from America? You know, I think I thought I was going to be, I think I thought I was going to be able to come out there and be much more comfortable. And I thought Europe was this place where, and it was like, nope, it ain't left. It wasn't that way at all there. Really? Oh, God, no. Which city were you in? I was in a a small, it was, this was part of the problem, I imagine, but it was a very small town called Gammersheim. Okay. Which is on the Rhine River um, in the southwest corner of Germany. And um, it's this was this very weird mixture of um, soldiers. There was a big American base there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, a, a Turkish base hmm. as well. Wow. And then twelve hundred girls on this interpreter school because yeah. it's it was a you know school for applied linguistics, so interpreting and translating. Okay. Yeah, it was just a very weird mixture, and then a few you know a sprinkling of homosexuals and huh you know yeah for seasoning exactly for seasoning (laughs) yeah well that's just where i really got deep into russian okay sure you know the german language was no longer a barrier by that point because i had gone through one year of university in heidelberg Mm -hmm. which to this day is one of my favorite cities it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful cool it's a real american magnet you know which is annoying yeah when you go there it's it's just so fucking beautiful yeah especially in the autumn Mm -hmm. i found that it was even more difficult there they were you know it was it wasn't particularly in to be homosexual there in germany either sure and this was 88 that you moved there Mm -hmm. and prior to that you were in colorado but you grew up in michigan is that right and i want to get into your early home life because i feel like it's a very relatable thing for a lot of listeners Mm -hmm. that you did not have the most uh hospitable environment growing up yeah i mean my parents were um my parents were just you know very religious yeah but they i mean they made it clear that they loved us sure but it was also like you know this isn't an option oh right right because this will be the end of you sure and we'll you'll be separated from us yeah yeah eternity eternity yeah so i mean it that's a very insidious thing isn't it because I mean, that a child internalizes that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Although we do see people who grow up in that same thing and seemingly we're able to navigate that in a much more 
effective way. <laughs> but for me, I mean, I I loved my parents. I trusted them and yeah. my brothers and sisters and the people in the community there. This was a small town in Michigan called Buchanan. Yeah, I think one of the things that made me so angry and scared at the same time was that everybody knew this thing about me. Okay, that I hadn't even that hadn't even come up inside of me yet. Sure, you know, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't dealing with sexuality at five or right. six. I mean, sure. but, but then I was. Yeah, because people were saying, "Ah, there's something wrong with that one." Yeah, know? there's right. something wrong with that. Yeah, and um, don't tell me that doesn't do a number on your brain. Of course, I mean it affects you for the rest of your life. Certainly. I mean, obviously, I have. I'm. I'm finding a way to thrive in this world and to build my own community and seek out the people that that you know to help me thrive sure um, and have these great people around me and everything but um and i have a much better toolbox of things to help me deal with these things but don't give me this get over it shit yeah you know right it's a very glib thing to say it's glib and it's inaccurate for, yeah for, for lack of a better how you, you get over it's not it's not like a small hurdle it's not like a horse it's not jump. a small hurdle of any yeah. sort no, no. Yeah. but you know the 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 takeaway. <laughs> Let me unpack this for you. Yeah. Yes, please. Would you please <laughs> unpack this? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John Grant with the takeaway. Unpacking for you. Oh, fuck me. Um, one can thrive. Yeah, you can figure out a way to thrive, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, the cruel thing about this world, and it is cruel. I mean, you have people out there that have been through much worse. They've been fucking molested by their parents throughout their entire childhood. Sure. Physically. Yeah. Abused. Um. When you turn 18, the world says, listen, we don't give a shit. We've all got our problems. Deal with it. Become part of community. You're expected to show up. You're expected to take care of yourself. You're expected to take responsibility for yourself and do it. Yeah. And that is a cruel thing, but it's it's also a logical thing because who else can do it? Nobody else can do that for you. That's right. But, I mean, think about how many of us, I'm, I'm not speaking for you, but think about how many people like me are out there who, when you get to 18, it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Basically, I was told, you know, there is no place for you in this society. Yeah, right. There isn't a place for you. And yeah. my reaction to that was, okay, well, then I won't fucking take part. I will not learn to cook. I will not learn to do anything. Yeah. If there's not a, if there's not a future for me, then I will just destroy myself. Yeah, right. And I'll make you watch. Sure, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it was all very destructive, and there's a lot of anger and rage towards these people who were so sure they fucking knew who i was yeah sorry now i really do want to commit suicide <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a ringtone will do that <laughs> it's my medication and i'm so sorry oh not at all um good lord let me see if the postmates is almost here with your latte damn thing They'll be here in one minute. So, but yeah, I mean, so Hank, can you hang on, not do the suicide for another oh, minute? Because yeah. then there'll be coffee, and I <laughs> find coffee makes everything better. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. Yeah. Until you know the panic attack sets in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, after yeah. the ninth, uh, <laughs> yeah, after double the ninth, espresso, yeah. and you're just like, wow, these, these, this tachycardia is really <laughs> hitting hard. Today. You know, these cold hand sweats I used to get from something else. Uh, I'm getting them now from this. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, gee, and I don't. Uh, now, do you smoke cigarettes? No, I don't really do anything. Yeah, that's good. I mean, if I'm having a particularly bad day and just mm-hmm. overwhelmed by anxiety, um, I will occasionally have a Xanax. Mm-hmm. I get like one prescription of that, 
um, per year. Yeah, yeah. And I have, like have sixty tabs, and I always I have tons left over. But I do like there's just days where I'm just like, listen, motherfucker, <laughs> like, enough. Yeah, yeah, you need some help today. <laughs> yeah, you do. And then I right. gra- and I have a, a Xanax. Yeah. But you know, I got sober 14 years ago, so no alcohol, no. Um, illicit substances sure right for 14 years that's, that's great yeah it is it's amazing yeah i mean you know i it, it's great for me because i certainly wouldn't be here sitting here with you because i'd just be rotting you yeah. know just be like that like the the person that has to listen to that girl talking on the airplane in the movie airplane you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. looks over at some point and there's just a skeleton <laughs> <Yeah>. sitting there <laughs> that would be what would be on my couch right now <laughs> what was the th- was there one defining moment that made you go that direction of cleaning up or was it a series of events it was a series of events i mean it's really it's a really embarrassing humiliating story but our show's oh, kind lovely. of you know yeah. based on <laughs> yeah, those foundations so, so yeah you know i went thinking that i was going to go to the hospital and check myself into some sort of alcohol abuse program yeah you know thinking like i i can't do this because i'm too fucking lazy and i don't really want to anyway so i'm gonna go and have somebody force me to do it sure by giving me an abuse so that i get sick and i had had new people that were on that so i went in and while i was sitting there in the waiting room this lovely nurse came in and she was like we're doing free std testing in the other room while you're waiting if you'd like to come in and find out that you're rotting right off your skeleton here in the <laughs> waiting room. You know, you'd like to know that before you go in for alcohol abuse yeah. treatment. Who doesn't like uh, one-stop shopping? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Uh, the, uh, we, you know, we Americans, we demand convenience. Exactly. Yeah. And we get it. <laughs> so I go into this, and I have this Russian friend in Denver who was looking at me, and I had this rash all over my skin. Mm-hmm. He was like, have you ever been tested for syphilis? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I was wow. Like, I was like, no, why? And he's like... That rash doesn't look right. Anyway, so this nurse basically says the exact same thing to me as oh, soon as shit. she sees me. Yeah. And then turns out, yeah. you know, I'm like this, you know, like medieval case of oh, you know, like no. almost brain rotting syphilis because oh, wow. it had it would become so advanced that they brought in all the student doctors oh, shut to up. check me out. Oh great. Got, on this lovely that morning. Late stage like, syphilis will kill you. Like it's and that's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> you go insane or say not like, to mention what it does to your like grinder profile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just... Oh Slash my scruff. god! Yeah. Damn. Um. Yeah. It was really it, that was quite humiliating. I mean, I can imagine. Sure. Like yeah. you're sitting there and they bring in the whole team, oh, like yeah. ten students, and they're just like, we haven't seen a case this advanced since probably yeah. around nineteen. I don't know, thirty-two. Oh my god! I mean, pause for just one, one sec. Second. The coffee's on the other side of the door. Cool. Thank you, you precious angel. <laughs> Look at that. My pleasure, darling. Now you enjoy <laughs> that, okay? So back Thank to the you. syphilis, darling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this reminds me of uh, no. <laughs> this. Speaking latte, of syphilis, this, uh... yeah, speaking of <laughs> this nurse that was taking, you know, she she became my um, sponsor. And wow! Oh my god! Yeah, Holy it was crap. it was. This really it, was one stop shopping. I'm telling you, incredible. man, it was a but it was a total mind fuck that day. Uh-huh. You know, well, yeah. I went home and I was like, <laughs> and then, so I I got into a program. I got into the program. Yeah. And but then you know I had been demanding, and being the, I don't know what I was at the time, but. I think I said icy cunt a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, icy and cunt. I was, I was yeah. working with these. I was working at this restaurant on and off throughout my burgeoning slash wilting music <laughs> career during that time. Sure. And um, 
working at this restaurant with these people that I'd known for years, and my birthday was coming up on mm-hmm. July 25th. Yeah. Which, by the way, is when Vladimir Wisotsky died. Oh, strangely there you go. enough. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, just a little trivia there. But um, so I was demanding that the staff buy me a hustler for my birthday. <laughs> I was like, I want a, I want a good solid rogering. I want to pick. I want to pick it out. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. You know, I want to know exact. You know, I want to see the brochure. Yeah. I want to pick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And everyone on the staff was just like, you know, just like they didn't even they didn't even have the strength to roll their eyes anymore. <laughs> you know, it was just like, oh, this cunt is so icy. You know, just oh my God. Like, will somebody please, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, take her out back and you know. <laughs> Can we just take the wheelchair exactly. to the hill and just kind of accidentally? Yeah, I mean, this is you a fucking Italian restaurant. Doesn't anybody have some connections here? We can get rid of this bitch. You know. <laughs> oh my God. And so, um, I get into the program and I'm sober for two months. Yeah. And then these fuckers come through. Oh my God. And I end up doing cocaine off some Russian hustler's asshole. Sure. On my birthday. Sure. Well, and call you know. my sponsor the next day and go, that doesn't count, does it? Ah! <laughs> True story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was their response when you said, that doesn't count? He just giggled. Yeah. He was just like, he was just like, Oh, sweetie. <laughs> you, know, like, you rascal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow at the meeting. Yeah. 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 For day zero yeah. for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, oh but um, so then so then my, my sober date is like August 1st, 2004, I guess. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And since then, um, I've been off it. But that, that night, it was just like... Of course, I get the Russian dude, you know, who just like has the the blow on him and the hits and, all the buttons. I mean, yeah. it just, just all the buttons. You know, just like, <laughs> well, had, at least had, that's good. I'm glad yeah, he was yeah. skilled. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, he was skilled. Yeah, he, but um, he, he then he was like, "Oh no, I'm not." It was one of those weird, fucked up things with like, "Oh, I'm not going to charge you, but let's go out." Oh, you know, and you're yeah. just like, oh. you're like, whoa, that's oof. that's uh, the, that, that's do. You recoiled yeah. in yeah. horror, right? Yeah, there that's when you heard not the punchline. The that's not yeah. the point. That's not the point. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like it's like I paid good money. I want my you know, you pay for them to leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it it just really wasn't even a good experience. It wasn't. Oh. It was. Yeah. The Coke wasn't even that good. You know. It was, that's really the worst. It was really. Yeah. Really, they cut the shit out of that stuff, <laughs> don't they? Sometimes performance uh, damaging drug, really, yeah. too, in that situation usually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we have options, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. God bless science. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Blue wonders. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're flexible, like we're, we're like Matt Tilly in the Big Chill. <laughs> that flexibility. You know, I love an old movie reference. <laughs> Damn yeah, right. Nice and deep. Yeah. <laughs> nice and deep. Nice and like nimble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your using uh, habit kind of like, and when did it start? You know, it's funny. I was just having this conversation with somebody this morning. It's like I, I did, you know, I did binging. Yeah. And you know, you I was surrounded by I've I've lost several friends, people who have died. Sure. People who were like, I'm gonna commit suicide in front of you slowly and make you watch. And and it and they actually did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you visited them in the hospital. Yeah. They're yellow with jaundice, liver failure, everything's failing. They get a liver transplant yeah. and go straight back out and, <sighs> and do the same thing. It's just like fuck you over and over and you know, and those people, when they saw me get sober, they were like, "Who do you think you are?" Oh yeah, you're you're not, you're just weak. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different types of alcoholism. There are people who are heavy drinkers who are not alcoholics. Yeah. 
You know, right. there's all sorts right. of different types of things going on out there. It's what happens inside of you when you do this, you know. Sure. What would happen to you? It just completely transformed me immediately. And especially when I got into Coke, it was like sip of beer. And then I would drink 12 bottles of uh, Bud Light in yeah. two minutes. Sure. Like almost no exaggeration there. Yeah, no, I, I got like you. Maybe 15 minutes, 10 yeah. bottles of, and then a couple of shots of Fernet Branca. And then I can just smell the Coke. Like yeah. it's not even right. Nobody's even busted it out yet, and it's just like got a hard on and just ready to. I mean, it, it just it transformed me. Yeah. And um, but I mean, I think it's also what you're bringing to the party too. I mean, for me, it was definitely escape. Right. You know, not dealing with. You know, for me, coming out was like a long, painful, difficult, sure, <laughs> labor. Yeah, involving <laughs> you know? a lot of travel. Involving a lot of travel. Languages. Yeah. yeah. A lot of unwilling stewards, and, <laughs> you know, just ridiculous. When did you? When did you know? Did, did, was there a point? Like, um, I mean, I remember. I, I, and this is going to be a shock to the listeners. I, I'm gay. Um, Wait a second. But like, mm. I, I know. Look, I know. I know. Okay, look, I, we'll talk about this we'll later. Talk about later. We, we do um, need to talk about how that's not a fucking given. I mean, how no. would anybody know that about you? I know. Well, right. no. I mean, listen. I mean, I, but I was, uh, I was like, I knew when I was like three years old. Okay. I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I before anything was sexual, I just knew something was up. You know? Yeah. Sure. Do you have an idea when? Like, oh yeah. I mean, I was very young too. Same, yeah. same with me. Yeah. yeah. Very young, and I was, and I felt like I was very sexual at a young age too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted some action, and I wanted it now, and yeah. I wasn't getting it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It was like hanging out by the bathroom at church, you know, just expecting <laughs> things to happen, and couldn't even, you know, couldn't get no play to save my life. I, know. I but, always wanted to be molested by a priest. They were so ugly and not biting. So it's a yeah. 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 It's a Fucking reticent motherfuckers. <laughs> when you're not in a hot town. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You weren't in a hot bed of. <laughs> you know um but yeah i i knew when i was very young and um boy do i love me some 70s men oh okay just like you know those polyester shirts with those impossible prints on them oh sure the, like those yeah. collages of yeah. like the american flag mm-hmm. and like you know you know what i'm talking about yeah. with the with the polyester bell bottoms oh my god hairy chest coming out of the shirt and the mustache i mean uh-oh. 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 I feel like I'm being triggered, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, thank Have you. you been reading my Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, page? <laughs> Look, I like to do research. I just want to make, I want to be very thorough. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. I do like the clothing and haircuts that look like at a certain era, there was a law passed, and they were like, so anyone who knows how to do this, you're not allowed to do them anymore, and if we catch you doing it, there's certain 80s haircuts yeah. and clothing that you're like, you can't get that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Although, in, unless you're the singer of Gus Gus, you know, oh, you come okay. from Iceland. Have you seen the, the mullet that guy was rocking for a while? No. Holy shit. That was like Spanish level, like Castilian level mullet. Oh my God. I, I'm tempted. I got I to gotta pull it up now. Now, Gus Gus, who worked with you on Pale Green Ghosts, right? Your second right. solo record? That's right. Yeah. By the way, I got to tell you. Glacier is one of my favorite songs by anyone of all time. And oh, I think thank you. it's one of the most beautiful songs. And I always think it's something that anyone who's been through any kind of trauma in their life should listen to. Yeah. I think it's wildly cathartic. I'll post it or play it at the end of the episode or something, but thank we'll you. definitely tweet it out, of course. And, uh, and seeing it live is another state. Like, there's just something extra about it because there's a force that comes out. It is powerful. I mean, yeah. I, I, have, I have to say, I love singing that song live. That needs to be part of the show because it's not just about, you know, the 
it's not just about getting rid of the, the taking responsibility for the rage and the all the dysfunction and all that crap but there's yeah. like a, there's the thriving part and getting your life back and taking responsibility and 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 also just being awake for life and just yeah. and just moving right through the middle of that shit yeah the only way out is through it exactly kind of, yeah it really is true you know it really is and that is so clearly expressed in that song better mm. than I've heard it in any song. Wow. And um, it's very meaningful to me, so thanks. Well, thank you. That's yeah. a beautiful compliment, cool. which I accept with humility <laughs> and wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Mm. It's better than he does, by the way. Oh, yeah. I just deflect that. <laughs> <I> deflect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no, that's gross. That's I part of go. my adulting process is, you know, uh-huh. Accepting other people's lies they're telling themselves about me. <laughs> <laughs> and being polite about yeah, the exactly. bullshit that they're yeah. throwing exactly. at you. Exactly. I'm yeah. so happy that you, that you feel that way. That's great for exactly. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Exactly. You totally misunderstood my song. <laughs> yeah. It's about going dancing. Yeah. That's one of my least favorite cunty things that people say is, I'm sorry you feel, it's like, oh. no, 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 no. You are a cunt. Yeah. I don't just yeah. feel that way. Yeah. That's what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also like that uh, when I first looked at the track listing of your new record, Love is Magic, which yeah. is also great, Smug Cunt, Thank I was you. like, what a great title. about this thing that that seems to you know you hear people talking about like it's like the gloves are off or the veil has lifted or something yeah yeah. but there's this thing of like total unabashed owning that you are completely consumed by yourself and by greed Mm -hmm. and by just everything everything venal yeah yeah um i don't know i I, i'm still on cassettes so i I don't know much Ah. (laughs) sorry I couldn't help it. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that sympathy guffaw. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Just this thing. Just like you you don't. Embracing almost like the Gordon Gecko Wall Street, like greed is good, embracing all the bad stuff. But there's this new hyper. There's this new hyper thing of just like, yeah. Yeah, of of course, course I am. Like, yeah. what the fuck do you think? Yeah, and you're a yeah. fucking loser, and nobody can get a hard on if you're not that way, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Ugh, get away. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Because you see these people moving about and just shitting all over everything, like a crop duster, like a diarrhea crop duster <laughs> moving through the area. Wow, what a lovely you know, image. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just... It's, John paints it's, a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's vile. Um, I just wanted to make a statement like that, because I really, I know that, I know that I never, you know, I went out into the world like smiling at people. Yeah. And wanting to connect with people. Sure. I didn't go out, I didn't go to school thinking about who I would destroy that day. That's right. Now, I know that, you know, the people that do that, they've got, um, you know, there's reasons why they, you know, the the things that they grew up in, the abuse that they've experienced. Yeah, sure. There's reasons that they do that. But when you go out looking for trouble like that and looking to destroy people, then I'm sorry, but fuck off. Right. I, I don't know. I hate it. Um, but, you know, it's also, I mean, the album is, it's about 
for me, you know, it's like sometimes you can hear in the songs, you know, like say uh, an unhealthy reaction to something, but that's what art is too. I mean, sure. it's truth. It's truth. And the truth is also very unattractive as well. Yeah. Your reactions to things are very visceral in the moment things. Yeah. So not only you can have a song like Glacier, which you've thought out carefully, you've been thinking sure. about this. It's been, you know, um, festering <laughs> and brewing <laughs> inside of you, you know, and taking place, being distilled down to its essential elements yeah. for yes. quite a long time. Yes. Then there's just your visceral reactions to the world around you. That's why I like the way my album, this current album, and all of my albums, the way they progress. Sure. Because yeah. it's basically just a snapshot of every day because you have, you have moments, there's tons of moments yeah. of just unadulterated dysfunctional reactions to life because of who you fucking are sure yeah and then there's moments of great clarity and yeah. you know um and you know adulting moments yeah. you know yeah yeah where you get it right and it should all be mixed up in one pot there because that's what every day's like for all of us right mm-hmm. you yeah, know we absolutely. have these weird we have these weird moments all throughout the day we're being bombarded by our phones by billboards by snippets of conversations we hear yeah. radios our subconscious, our task at hand, what we're doing, our job, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's it all mixed together. You're buying milk. You're thinking about how you've never processed your mother's death while you're, <laughs> you know, at the cash register and somebody's telling <laughs> yeah. you about their divorce. And, you know, and it's like, yeah. so, I mean, I think that's what, that's what my art feels like it should represent to me. Yeah, just it, like the chaos of mm-hmm. everyday life. Damn. Well, I think it does because there is that mixture of venom and then a very thoughtful, reflective song, and then back into something like Metamorphosis mm-hmm. into uh, Love is Magic, even. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Glacier and then Greatest Motherfucker, which is, you know, like all that balances mm. itself. And Pilgrim Gross, which, by the way, has a nice uh, suspend, uh, goblin vibe to it. Ooh. Yeah. You, delicioso. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's less painful than saying yummy. but i do love me some goblin you know that oh yeah yeah yeah, certainly what's your favorite uh, argento film um probably suspiria yeah that's a good one did you see the new one no i haven't yet oh you haven't no is it good i loved it yeah i think i'm gonna love it too i think i will too it looks very good to me i mean tilda swinton jeez louise it's hard to argue with tilda swinton and also that they went so far from the color palette of the original Brian even sat through the whole thing, and he doesn't like long films. Yeah, it was a, mm. two and a half, a little bit over two and a half hours, and it was it was quite long. I mean, it it feels long, but it's it's a, uh, it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah. yeah. So we won't be watching the sour the sorrow and the pity together after this interview <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, like you're a big Woody Allen oh, fan, right? God, I, just <laughs> I just can't do it. He always brings that up, doesn't he? Yeah, always. He yeah, that. yeah. <sighs> what, what, is it Annie Hall where they're arguing over the? Yeah, yeah. That that's a classic one. Yes. Yeah, so I remember in some interview seeing you talking about not knowing whether or not you should throw out your Woody Allen collection. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Well, also another thing I that, can't survive without. Um, sorry, excuse oh, no, the interruption. No, no, no. I can't survive without. Um, what's the name of my favorite fucking Woody Allen film? Stardust Memories. Thank you. That's amazing. I seen that's that's mine it. too. Yeah, that is incredible. I love that what movie. Where's that from? Nineteen eighty. 80, okay. And bizarrely, Jessica Harper is only in like five or six major films, right? And they're all cult yes. films. Stardust yes. Memories, Shock Treatment, uh, Phantom of the Paradise, Inserts, which is this bizarre movie where Richard Dreyfuss plays a sort of uh, 
a pornographer. Oh, and uh, Pennies from Heaven with Steve Martin. Who's that girl in Suspiria that looks exactly like Oh, that like is her. Jessica Harper. That's, I thought so. That's, it's funny because we just mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, so she's it's like, like that's needs, already been. Yeah, yeah. this like pantheon. I thought that was her. And, I, and whenever I see it, I always think um, Raiders of the Lost Ark because I think, oh, that's Karen Allen. And it's like, no, it's not, you <laughs> idiot. That's Jessica Harper. <laughs> but I always, every time, I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. Karen Allen. Ah. Oh, I love Karen Allen. She's, uh, no, that's not her. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you love her, but that's not her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you feel like you think you could yeah. know that. Yeah. Well, that's nice that you appreciate that and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so back to when you were uh, in Germany. And then when you left Germany, did you, did you move right back to the States or did you go somewhere else? I moved right back to the States. And that was, that was a, you know what I have to say? I haven't really processed that period yet. It's hard really? for me to talk about. Okay. Not, not in the sense, I mean, because you, as you can see, I'm willing to talk about anything, but yeah. there, there do appear to be things that really bother me. And that's sure. one of those periods. It's when I came back and got really heavily into drinking so that I could oh, I come see. out. Okay, okay, sure. And then my mother was dying at the same time of lung cancer, like yeah. right in front of me because I was living at my parents' house. And she died basically, I mean, she died on the, in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Oh, just no. She was in this one chair all the time, yeah, just turning into this skeleton. And, you know, I was trying to connect with her because this was the time when I, that I was my great timing of choosing to come out during my mother's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> High drama. <laughs> oh, man, it was just horrible. Luckily, Lisa Gerard's The Mirror Pool came out during that time, which is a great backdrop, great horror soundtrack for that whole thing, too. Mm. Um, I was just so fucking selfish in an understandable way in some sure. in some respects, but also I wanted to have a relationship with my mother because I knew that she was dying, but then there yeah. was also the religious aspect. I didn't understand why she was so scared of dying. Okay. Because I was just like, isn't this what we've all been waiting for? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, what's so great about this place, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this carpet is horrible, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I would think you'd welcome death, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and what kind of, uh, I'm assuming Christian, what kind of religion? Um, yeah, just Protestant. Protestant, just, okay. You know, yeah. basic Protestant. Okay. Sure. You know, Christianity. And, and, and so I saw my mother terrified of dying, which yeah. I couldn't process. Sure. And, and also, um, I couldn't deal with the fact that she was, you know, going away and but i was trying to but i was also trying to come out at that time and it was just a fucking mess and i didn't i just didn't do well and you know i sit here talking about it and i think i think i've i've forgiven myself for being you know this incredibly incredibly flawed human being <laughs> that couldn't you know but just wasn't my i just tripped and stumbled all the way through that yeah well that it's period. understandable though because it's a you lot know? to deal with especially with yeah. you're still trying to come out i mean that's a very hard process to be going on for that long and then having the emotional stress of all the stuff you just mentioned i mean so hopefully you have forgiven yourself for that yeah i i think i have i good. mean i just you know i i just I, I like my own company i feel good about who i am you know i feel good yeah. about being a perfectly flawed human who's neither better nor worse than anyone else mm -hmm. out there you know I've, yeah that's a great place to be for me yeah, i don't sure. i don't want to feel superior but this inferiority thing doesn't have a place anymore either it's not a cute yeah. look yeah. no no well it's just not it's just inaccurate it's yeah. almost like it's 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 the flip side to self-absorption and arrogance yeah. yeah it really is connected to that yeah the same top way. of the mountain or bottom bottom of the barrel yeah 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 it's basically the same thing yeah. a lot it of is. times. Yeah. yeah. You said to find that middle average ground where you're like having an average day. 
I mean, just just like you know, just being awake for for this. I mean, I'm very happy to be sitting here talking to you guys. I'm, Same here. I see the Quarter Flash album over there ah, that yes. fills me with great joy. I see <laughs> the Grace Jones autobiography there. I see the Playboy. I see a nice latte. <laughs> I see those incredible pillows over there. Yeah, thank and I'm, you. And very I'm much. in the moment, and I can see that, and fucking enjoy it, and be delighted. Yeah. And what else can you ask for? I think um, that actually yeah. that just reminds me of. Um, how everyone should just is enjoy everything that they enjoy the at the most they can yeah. which sounds a little clumsy but it reminds me of the thing about people talk about guilty pleasures and stuff like that with art mm-hmm. right and I don't think, Twain. yeah <laughs> uh-huh. exactly that'd be great yeah. if she called her greatest hits album guilty pleasures that would be <laughs> yeah. amazing. that would be great wouldn't that yeah. be good <laughs> totally do you have do I, would you characterize any of your interests or, uh, uh, as guilty pleasures or Shania Twain for me is, yeah. is sort of a guilty pleasure but you know what I saw an interview with her recently and I was like no I don't feel any guilt at all about liking her okay. she's a badass She's a fucking badass, that woman. Yeah. And, you know, there's a song, I'm going to get you, or get you real good, or I got you. <laughs> I don't know. You conjugate that motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, she's... And you know what? That that chorus? Yeah. Holy shit. Is that a mofo of a chorus? <laughs> that is a pop chorus. Okay. Anyway, can't get enough of it. Have you ever seen her talk? I don't think I have. Very li- limited. That woman has been through hell. Really? And she's just like a tender-hearted, awake, Is she the one who compassionate got, human being? Whose husband cheated on her with her sister or something like that? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. What's, and like, it was and her sister? Again, and that was the good news of her story. <laughs> you know, that was like the honeymoon period, you know. Oh no, what was the... Of her story. What was the dark part? I'll let then? you... I don't... I, I'll, I'll it, go. I'll too go, many yeah. inaccuracies sure. would yeah, be yeah, yeah. presented here sure. before you. But. Okay. The guy who cheated on her was Robert John Mutt Lang, producer of Def Leppard's Pyromania and Back in Black. Yeah, so it's yeah. hard to hate him as much as we know we need to. <laughs> right, exactly. On her yeah. behalf. Yeah, oh, wow. and produced all of her records up until, of course, Yeah, they were point. great. They, I mean, he he's he's responsible for that song that I love, partly, uh, you know? Sure, yeah, he was, that when, sound. He was yeah. in cahoots with her at the time, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You've got to hear that song. Well, you know, I mean. You're going to play it, aren't you? Uh, yeah, that's right, I am. <laughs> Now it might be the red version. Does that matter? There's oh, I can't uh, remember. It's the pop version that I prefer because there's the country one and the pop one. Because that album has. I think the red version. I think the red version is the pop one. I know because the, the, this album up, they did that thing where yeah. there's two totally different versions of each yeah. one. So I'm gonna get you good. And if it's not the red version, we'll switch out. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Wait until you hear this chorus. This is the right one. Good, okay. Hear that sound? Oh, yeah. Don't want you for the weekend. Don't want you for a night. Love that rasp. I'm only interested if I can help you for life. Yeah. I, I know I sound serious. Baby, I am. You're a fine piece of real estate. This chorus is about to hit you in the ball sack. The honorar de Balsack. Gives me goosebumps. Yeah. 
Look, that's yes, fantastic. As a matter of fact, I can hear you doing a cover of that. <laughs> I might have to. You easily. should. I can totally, yeah, 100%. Totally. Yeah. Because we both have those, I mean, we. you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of uh, Karen Carpenter. Oh, she has, yeah. She has a very Karen Carpenter-esque thing. And that's one of my, you know, Carpenters is huge for me. Okay. I'm putting them, there's, there's a song called Aurora. Uh-huh. It's just about two minutes long, I think, or a minute something. It's like the intro to the album Horizon. Wait, would Holy it happen to be cow. this? Morning opens quietly. A shadow vision over me. I know you are hidden by the window pane, and all my sadness gone charade. She's going downstairs. Begins to fade. How long it stayed. Patterns of another day awaken slowly out of gray. A tolling bell rolling down the alleyway. It's calling all my dreams away. My dreams are songs I Yeah, that, that really is beautiful. Short and sweet and beautiful. It's funny because some of the textures in that remind me of your song, Mars. Yeah, I mean, all of these things are definitely inextricable from my musical DNA, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, Elton John, Yellow Brick Road, they've been playing that. Um, I didn't even ask them to, but my sound guy has been playing that after my show is over. Oh, wow, okay. And it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, it's, the songwriting is... It's outrageous. Absurd. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. And also, they, they made that record, they wrote and recorded it in three weeks or something like that? Oh, boy. Yeah, my IBS <laughs> is acting up. <laughs> now that you've said that, yeah. <laughs> IBM. <laughs> yeah, IBM is booting my, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch some SUV. <laughs> <laughs> What's the songwriting process like for you? Like, how long is the gestation process? Well, I mean, Diet Gum came out in like an hour. Total, okay. like, yeah. like entire song. Yeah. Wow. You don't like what I've become? What'd you expect to happen? You come around here with your lips flapping all hopped up on diet gum. And everything you say is supposed to make me come. Like, I should feel grateful you are in my life. But I'd rather dig out my own spleen with a butter knife. Hey, I've got some Gainsburgers you can have if you want them. You might as well, you've clearly hit rock bottom. You probably hang out at Times Square with Maytag Blue in your pocket. And around your neck is your grandmother's locket with a picture inside of what you might have been. Sound familiar? Even know where that cheese is made? It's from Iowa, you dullard. Ever heard of it? I knew this guy from Ames, Ames, Iowa. Patrick, he would so not be into you in the most extreme way. By the way, your bedside manner is reminiscent of a chuckle of hyenas, except, yes, it is a chuckle of hyenas, Dr. Turdface. It's a collective noun. Do you even know what a collective noun is, stupid zilla? Hmm. 
Let's see. I think your group would be called a misery or no, a patheticness of fuckwits. Oh, oh right. Pardon me, royal doofusness. A patheticness of baristas. I manipulate. That is what I do. I manipulate. That's what I'm doing to you. That smirk on your face was designed by me. I fucking curated it like magically. I manipulate. That is what I do. I manipulate. That's what I'm doing to you. And then there's, you know, things that gestate for years. Yeah. I'm still trying to write a song for my friend called my friend Billy. Yeah. And I'm trying to get I want to I want to get Tracy Thorne to sing it with me because he introduced me to her. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. back in the 80s. You know, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. I haven't figured out how to approach the subject of this person because they were a hero for me, yeah. but they're sort of killing themselves slowly like these other people I was telling you about. Yeah. Sure. This yeah. sort of thing like fuck you but then at the same time you know criticizing you and saying oh you know what are you wearing that for and what are you what are you doing this for and oh you still don't love yourself enough you're and you're just like dude what are you doing right right you're trying to kill yourself in front of me right now while you're saying all this shit yeah you know so i'm trying to figure out how to write that song and it just needs to be distilled down to its essential elements sure there's an angle there yeah and you know it when you get it okay you know sure Nick Cave is probably the person who taught me, you know, unwittingly <laughs> on his part, of course, that, um, you know, that you can work at it. And okay. John Cleese, I saw this great, um, this great thing from John Cleese uh, yeah. about creativity and, being, sure. you know, the open state and the closed state. And, yeah. you know, and I talk about it in one of my songs, like uh, in uh, It Doesn't Matter to Him, I say, mm. and now I feel the soft pink flesh of my heart hardening to the countless possibilities contained within each day it's like you can make a choice to be open to the millions of possibilities that are out there and then a lot of times because we are doing our thing on a given day right we have to be in the off phase because we have to deal with the task at hand so we have to focus sure but um yeah it's just about turning it on and turning it off and realizing that you can do that and also realizing that you can throw everything out you can do whatever the fuck you want right you know i always thought if you were a songwriter then you can do it on call yeah. In two minutes, like Yellow Brick Road in three weeks, Sure, on call, all the time, and otherwise, you're a hack, get the fuck out of here. You yeah, you, you don't know? belong in this business right. if you're not. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. There's times when you get it like that, when you get the song, like Glacier was like, boom. Okay, wow. That was a, you know, it was a, one of those gifts. You yeah, know? yeah. And the other things you have to work at, and then other things are a mixture of the two, like they, yeah. the chorus comes immediately, and then the verses are like, hmm, how do I set this up? Or So it's, for me, I feel like it's just, you know, on any given day, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, we do a thing now where we have the previous guest ask the next guest a question. Uh-huh. And Jake Shears wanted to know, what's your most ridiculous extravagance, like a, an item that you purchased for yourself that... While you were buying it, even you were like, "This is ridiculous." Oh boy! You know it might be Lunchables. <laughs> you know, because I just thought, oh my God. I just, I just thought to myself, <laughs> you know, you lived in Germany, yeah. where they have seven, you know, trash. You know, it's like you put the light bulbs here, you put the batteries okay. here, you put, you know, you. You you know it's like you separate different types of threads out from your clothes and put them in this basket. <laughs> oh you know? sure, yeah, yeah. And then you know going into a Seven Eleven and buying Lunchables just made me feel like, all right, 
You can't ever say anything about anything ever again. <laughs> you can't ever criticize anyone ever again. You lazy, lazy whore. You, you know. piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you with me? I mean, oh, yeah, I get you. I get you 100%. I mean, yeah. I feel like this goes very deep. <laughs> the Lunchables purchase. The Lunchables conundrum? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. It's a it's a very specific metaphor, I think, <laughs> for the human condition. Hey, it's a new year, isn't it? It sure is. And a happy new year to you, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. And a happy, happy new year to you. Best of luck and best wishes for all um, a great, wonderful new year. It, same exact <laughs> feelings to you. And also, best of health. Oh, absolutely. And you know, a new year means new health goals, doesn't it? It sure does. I wonder if there's any kind of product or service that could uh, facilitate my uh, good health. You know what's amazing? Mm. We happen to have one of those. Shut the hell up. Who, who knew? Who, who could even plan? Nobody. Nobody. So this year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of, guess who? Care of. Care of. That's right, Care of. We've talked about them before. Yeah. I uh, got a whole bunch of them uh, pills and dib dabs and all the kind Not of things. Not Care of, which is a chocolate no. substitute. No, exactly. Yeah. Sadly, Care of refuses to sponsor us because we said some anti-Care of sentiments in the past. Well, you know, my, my uh, relationship with Tiger Milk Bar is, is something personal. And I don't want to talk about it. Now look, and even though we did talk about it. Let's move on. <laughs> exactly. We made our bed and now let's run away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, care of. Care of. You can build a vitamin routine that's made just for you and your health goals. And Care of has a fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. Oh, I love that. Get to know you. Exactly. Yep. And have a little fun, too. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Yes. Getting to like you. Yes. Getting to hope you have health. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Getting to enjoy that health. Yes, that's right. And that fun, 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 fun quiz only takes five minutes to find out your personal scientific-backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Can you stretch it out a little longer if you want, maybe? Take your time. Nobody takes time to savor the moments in a questionnaire these days. Not our listeners. Mm-hmm. You want to stop and snip those roses. Yeah. So you know that 90% of people fall short of FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. My body has been a, a desolate wasteland of... No, no, no nutrients at all. Not any known nutrients, anyway. <laughs> Certainly not. Just unknown nutrients. So, getting your vitamins and getting those nutrients back up to base level should be easy and convenient because it can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking. But Care of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. That's right. You heard it. A portion of every sale also goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Mmm. Also, vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs. What if I want my pills made out of meat? Listen, I believe that these people, the care of people, mm-hmm. because they care, will make that happen for you. They're so accommodating and they're so flexible and understanding. It's really remarkable. It is. It's touching. Almost yeah. to the point where I get too misted up to talk about it. it yeah, sometimes I, I cry. And forget that I have to take vitamins. Thankfully, because of the uh, brain stimulating mm-hmm. uh, magic inside these supplements, you I just, I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. How did you know? How did, did you well, know? It's the chondroitin and the folic acid. It's like, <laughs> definitely those B12 vitamins. It's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten this and I'm looking forward to continuing to get this. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've wanted to get it, but then you didn't know about the meat pill thing. Yeah. I mean, I could take it or leave it. I'm really concerned about my women's once a day multi. That's right. Well, yeah. you swear by those and listen, whatever works for a lady works for a lady. Yeah. So we have a special offer too. Isn't that wild? Uh, it's untamed. Yeah. Unbridled. Savage. One of the best things about this is we can help our listeners get a deal on their first month. Let's make a deal, guys. Come yeah, on. Come on. Come Let's... on. It's New Year, New Year. Let's make a deal. That's right, baby. H- how do you feel? How do you feel? Let's yeah. make a deal. Go to takecareof.com and enter WV. 
TakeCareOf.com. And what's the promo code? I think that's WV. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I used to be a smoker, and now I'm a vape person. Okay. And I get squirrely if I don't have it on me at all times. Is that like guava creme brulee? Uh, <laughs> I just ran out of that, sadly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just using my stock tobacco flavor. But we do have a cabinet full of like blue mint raspberry lemonade and all yeah, sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is a butternut squash lasagna. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. You oh, can smell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did you ever try the... Uh, yeah. Baby. <laughs> we got some of the weird salt and straw flavors in the freezer, too, if you ever want creepy crawly critters, which actually has uh, chocolate-dipped crickets and talking oh. mealworms Oof. just let us know um <laughs> and they have blood in them there's one oh the blood. dracula's blood pudding yeah that's right made with it's real blood pudding uh yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm not going to be able to continue this interview <laughs> yeah due to my gobsmacked face <laughs> well that's Ugh. pretty bitchin that's the fun every month which actually Ugh. kieran who i think you I believe you know the filmmaker kieran, kieran turner. turner kieran turner lives across the hallway <gasps> Yeah, he's lovely. I was going to text him. I'd really him come love by. to see him. Yeah, I would love for that to happen too. Um, I, I'm I'm quite remiss in my communication with him, but he is. That's some solid shit. He's fucking amazing. Isn't yeah, he? he is. And let's just for a minute talk about how great his documentary Jabriath AD is. I think it's essential viewing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. that is an incredible story. It really is, and the way that he did it. The way he did it in such an underhanded, vicious, backstabbing, <laughs> just cowardly. It's so uplifting. <laughs> Praise him. Praise yeah. him. Yes, Lord. Oh. Yes. So back to songwriting and also your whole trajectory with music. As you mentioned, you moved back to America and then you were playing with the Czars, right? Yes, and that's right. then you stopped playing music. For yeah. a good long while, yeah, and that's you were doing Russian interpreting, is that right? Well, yeah, I was getting into, I was, I was just cutting my teeth. I, I did a, a like a continuing and advanced studies course at NYU for Russian medical interpreting. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I when I saw that it in the wild. When, when I saw it in the thing, I was like, you know, like looking around, like, <laughs> am I being is this punk? A goof? Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah, the camera? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. And um, I went, and the teacher was off the hook, amazing. But it was it was very intense. It was all Russians and me, and uh-huh. then um, just learning like everything about the human body in oh Russian and English, and you know all the tests. And you know you could have cancer medicine one day, and the next yeah. day it'd be a physicist, you know, a renowned physicist hearing for the first time. You know, a guy from Russia who was in a car crash forty years ago lost his hearing, and you're there now. For yeah. the first time, where yeah. he's going to hear with a cochlear implant. Oh my god! I mean, it was. I mean, it was wow. mind-boggling. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I think I'm. I think I was quite horrible at it because I couldn't. I had a very difficult time maintaining distance. Oh sure, because yeah. you know, as an interpreter, you must be invisible. Sure, you speak in the first person. Uh huh. Okay. You right. don't use third person, and you know, you you don't interact on an emotional level with people. But right. man, I sure. I found it quite difficult. There was a woman that was coming in getting a cancer diagnosis after she had just lost her son to cancer oh with God. the same doctor. Oh my God. Now she was going to go through it. Yeah, and it was bad. Yeah, and like you, I mean, I can't just sit wow. there and you know. Linguistically speaking, and from the, on the human perspective, I could definitely, I was definitely going in the right direction. But I mean, you know, when when Midlake guys offered me to come and do my first solo album, offered yeah. me this chance, I just didn't feel like I could. Well, I thought about it because I was getting, you know, I was getting my own roots in New York, and as mm-hmm. you guys know, getting your own roots in a big city yeah. takes at least 
three years, if not more. Sure. And, and yeah. it's a it's a long process, and you feel this sense of accomplishment once you absolutely, you know, get especially in there. New York, which is no easy city to move right. to. And I imagine it's very sim- you know, exactly the same here in LA. Sure. This yeah. Can't be a, a t- this can't be an easy nut to crack. That's that's true, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many sides to it, but. Um, so the decision to leave New York was quite difficult for me because I thought... And can we just uh, go back just for folks who don't know? You were out of music, basically. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I was sort of throwing my toys out of the pram. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, if I'm not going to be, if I'm not going to be, you know, Ignitha Feltskog, then I'm not going <laughs> to, then I'm not going to... You know. Mike Chapman did not call. Yeah. And God damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, you know... And and also like you know if you if I can't write a masterpiece every day or at least six masterpieces right, yeah, or an it. album a day you know um, then then I shouldn't be in the that whole thing and you know just a lot of like just heavily being in your own way yeah, yeah sure you yeah. know just just tripping yeah. over yourself at yeah. every corner sure yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but then these guys from Midlake yeah. reached out to you and said like basically you should be practicing your gift yes. And then offered you free room and board and use of their studio and them oh as God. the backup band yeah. to make an album. Yeah. Wow. And they didn't even want anything. For it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, that's very suspect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you asking? Yeah, exactly. What exactly? What's your scam? What is this experiment that I'm being <laughs> yeah, right. tricked into? Right. Yeah. Will I come back after this? Or exactly. will I just be, yeah. Is this just like, you know, Lisa Kudrow in the comeback yeah. where it's just like, yeah. it's like, we got to film this train wreck. Baby. Yeah. I'll put cameras in his room. Yeah. You get him over here. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Oh my By gosh. the way, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty good. Well, it's pretty I got good. it. Yeah. I think we yeah. say that. Jane, Jane, let me try that again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got it. No, no, no I sound crazy. <laughs> Jane, cut, 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 yeah. cut, Jane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to see that. He doesn't need to be in that. Oh, yeah. God. Man, the one with Kim Fields, with where Kim oh. Fields and Mary Lou Henner are sitting there in the waiting room when she comes in. Do you remember that? I don't remember that one. They're competing. They're, they're running. competing to get the comeback. Oh God! Okay. They're shooting concurrent pilots, and like they're <sighs> going to see which one wins out. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. God. Oh God, she's she's utterly brilliant. Lisa she's Kudrow. a genius. Yeah, she's a comedic genius. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I don't feel like she like I put her in there with. I mean, I put her in there with Madeline Kahn for me. Oh yeah, yeah that's she's, major. She's yeah. in that line. Yeah. Kristen Wiig um, has that special gift as well. I mean, there's a, there's just, there's a lot of great. Ladies out there, yeah. But man, Lisa Kudrow. I mean, Happy Endings. Did you see that? No, that I did not see. Oh, no. you've got to run out and see that. Okay, with Steve Coogan and Laura Fucking Dern. Oh, oh god! Oh my god. How, how the down. hell have we not seen that? With yeah, that, that line and Jason yeah. Ritter. Oh, was wonderful. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy and endings. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, in, what? in one of her most acerbic, caustic, nasty performances. Oh, I love the it sound is, of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just. It's just like alien, you know, like bleeding all over you. Ribcage visible. What is it about? I'm glad you asked that question because, and the reason I'm so glad is because I, <laughs> that's the old. <laughs> well, but having said that, I want to add that I also feel like, and furthermore, uh, yeah. the feelings that I'm having. You know what? Yeah. It's such a convoluted plot. I can barely remember what the whole thing is. It's yeah. just every moment is like gold practically okay. in that yeah. film. Good enough. It's a woman. Wow. I, 
I need to watch it again. I can't fucking remember. Something about origin. Somebody's somebody's like somebody's origin. Like where do I come from? Type story. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Family drama. Some. Yeah. <laughs> some really. Yeah. Bad dysfunctional. Something or other. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. 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 Adult diaper. I don't know. But <laughs> before before yeah. we get back to uh, Midlake. You've mentioned comedy a lot, and there was an interview I was watching with you when you were talking about how you hope your work holds up to, and you mentioned Bob Newhart and some other uh, really? classic. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, how many lattes did I have that day? <laughs> how many ice lattes caused me to say that? <laughs> Bob Newhart. The button-down mind of John Grant. Um, the, he's, he's fucking amazing. He he was, did you know that he once overdosed on nicotine? He was such a what? heavy smoker. Yeah, he just passed right out i think he was on vacation with don rickles and holy and shit they used to well go, that's he, just impressive i know him don rickles and newhart and their wives would go on trips together to like all over the world holy cow I, that's the Speaking documentary of alien I blood like. yeah i know exactly i think one of them had a camcorder going all the time too i would just Damn. sit there for hours and watch that oh like, what, them at the great wall or something yeah, yeah fuck the sorrow and the pity huh? <laughs> i'd watch that all day long yeah exactly but yeah he smoked so many cigarettes in one day that he Thought he was having a heart attack. Just overdosed on nicotine, which I'm trying to do like, right now with well, the Well, you probably were having a heart attack, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. So Midlake opens up their place to you. Yes. And then you record The Queen of Denmark, which mm-hmm. is your breakthrough solo album, your debut yeah. solo album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a trying period because I was also, you know, in this fucked up relationship, you know, projecting all my shit onto this relationship. And, yeah. you know, the failure of this relationship, we'll do in air quotes. Yeah. Um, it it opened up this yawning abyss of brokenness in me, uh-huh. you know, sure. that I wasn't ready to deal with. Yeah, or that it, it was just so ugly because it was like you'd I'd been sober for a few years. Yeah. by that time. Yeah, you know, I have this analogy for sobriety. It's like addiction is like this beautiful long winter <laughs> with these beautiful pure snow. You know, the winter of addiction, and then comes the spring of sobriety. And it melts, and there's nothing but dog turds and used condoms <laughs> under there. And that's what being sober is like yeah. for the beginning 20 years. You know? <laughs> the first 20 years are the hardest, you know? Um, <laughs> sort of After like, that, though. Yeah, oh! You know? And it's, you know, and, the, and then being sober is like keeping your area clean of like beer cans and used condoms and dog sure. turds. And, sure. And so you keep getting new shit and keep going to new levels. Yeah. And I was getting into like understanding what I'd been doing with sex and relationships. Oh, okay. In a very nasty you know, impossible to ignore manner. Sure. Yeah. So that was the beginning of that. That mm-hmm. record was the beginning of just realizing, you know, I had broken my heart on the rocks of this person. Sure. Which is the way I like to put it these days because you know i'd always love to say this person broke my heart and it's like no bitch you did it all by yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know it yeah. could have been you it could have been a fucking you know um pacifier or you know a you know crash a log, test dummy or a, something a log, yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah log lady's log <laughs> you could have done that to, you know you could have done it on that thing yeah you know? yeah yeah it's like <laughs> you were just looking for trouble Sure, you know, and you were going to find it no matter what. Oh yeah, and boy did I! And um, you know, it opened up that abyss, and then I ran right out into more sexual dysfunction to deal with it. Sure, and got HIV. You know, as a result of that, uh-huh. and which is why I felt, you know, like I really needed to 
And, you know, the, the background that I came from, you know, these things were all just attention getters for me. You know, it was like my mother's death. I just used it to get attention. Mm. That's, that's what I talk about when I talk about this, how much I hated how self-absorbed I was using things to, you know, build up this story that was a lie about myself. Sure. So when I got HIV, I was in Berlin shopping for shoes like a good boy. <laughs> like a good homo, and um, getting ready to move to Gothenburg, Sweden the next morning when I got a text on my shitty little, you know, like BC phone that I yeah. had. Yeah. And uh, it was from some guy that I'd been with once. So it could, it was like, and it said, I've got bad news. Oh, it could only no. be one thing. Sure. Yeah. And um, then I realized that I had been sick throughout this entire tour. Oh, like no. the, right before, like two weeks after I'd been with the guy, I'd gotten, I thought I had the flu. Wow. And it was like, oh. So the first thing I had to do when I got to Sweden, where I knew no one, yeah, was find a doctor and get tested. And it was January. In Sweden. You know, yeah. <laughs> January in Sweden. <laughs> it's like, boy, you sure can pick them, lady. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. So. I there was this this girl that I was living with. She'd come to one of my shows, mm -hmm. and she'd said to me, "You know, I don't ever leave the house because I have like agoraphobia, and I'm you know being eaten alive by anxiety. But I, you know, because of your music, I forced myself to come out tonight. And your music, you know, it was one of those things where I really connected with this person. Yeah, I was like, tell me more. <laughs> Can you be more specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not. I'm not really." Getting, I don't think I'm hearing what you. I don't think you're saying what I'm hearing. <laughs> Strangers with candy rip off. Sorry, um, but uh, she and I became immediate friends. She took me back to the hotel that night on her moped, and we just really bonded. And she said, "If you need to get away, come visit me." So, cut to me going to visit her. Yeah, and that was all I knew of her, though. Sure, yeah. but anyway, this girl Petra Hallberg is her name. Beautiful creature. Mm -hmm. She. Went to the doctor with me, helped me navigate the Swedish system. Yeah. Cried with cried for me because I was just shell shocked. Sure. Just an incredible one of those times when somebody's just, you know, you can't believe what you're getting. Yeah. And um yeah, and I just realized, you know, you don't have you can't you, this isn't one of those moments that you get to use this to you know, to build your little pity party. Yeah. You need to figure out why you're doing this shit to yourself. You know, it was, uh -huh. it was, it was, it was I'm just sorry that that had to happen because it was totally unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, just a big wake-up call. I was trying to keep this treat, this sexual dysfunction and relationship dysfunction. Yeah. As a special little treat for myself. It's like, well, I've given up sugar and cocaine <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and caffeine yeah. and alcohol. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you want from me? Yeah. You know? It burns yeah. calories. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I can't abuse a relationship, then yeah. geez, Louise, you know, so. Yeah. So, but yeah, you, you, you don't. You have to give it all up, you know, sure. if you want to keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you just, you know, do that whole. You the skeleton in the chair on the airplane, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> cut to the scene, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and that must have been really difficult to deal with also on tour. You know what? Can I just say what happened on that tour? Please. It was difficult to deal with while Please. feeling like I was dying. Because yeah. it's like, wow, I've had the flu before, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's <laughs> like, I can't really function at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I played a show at the Mercury Lounge in New York and... um. 
Amy from Indigo Girls was there. Uh huh. And I love Indigo Girls. And she invited me to come to their Christmas show and sing one of my songs for their audience. Yeah. So I they I went and sang Sigourney Weaver for for that for their audience and they were really gracious and wonderful. And then do you know what those bitches did after that? <laughs> they sang my favorite Indigo Girls song to me. I was standing on the stage and I was thinking at that moment I was like, "Boy, I really wish I could internalize this and enjoy it but i feel like i'm dying right, right now <laughs> oh, yeah and, and i was just like you know melting into a and i'm just sweating like a you know You're like brian on stage sometimes yeah. uh, all the time not sometimes all the time my god but you know and, and but that was a that was one of those weird moments where i was just like uh, 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 oh yeah, you know, yeah. Just like, this should be great i should be loving this yeah, why am i not oh yeah. my god what but yeah. it was it was ghost i mean they sang that song ghost okay yeah, sang it, for, and they were like, "This is for our buddy, buddy John." And oh, I just—it was incredible. That's yeah, amazing. but I—I I mean, I didn't know what was happening to me at the time. Sure, you know. Yeah, you just felt terrible. Uh, yeah, and people were like, "Did you just hate that fucker?" And I was like, "No, I didn't." I was like, "This was a huge wake-up call for me." I was like, "I that guy that who cares?" You know, he—I didn't—I didn't ask for any medical papers i didn't yeah. ask to see a condom sure. i didn't yeah you know i was just i just dove right in you know yeah yeah i never had any contact with him again nor do i have any anger towards him whatsoever yeah. sure at least he contacted you at least he contacted yeah, that's me that's right and yeah. people are like do you think he knew you know oh I, was my like, God. I was like it doesn't matter really yeah. to me you know i was like i don't think he knew i really he didn't seem like that kind of a guy but yeah it doesn't seem like someone would then tell you after if there were exactly knowingly, yeah. yeah yeah but um it's been a it's I mean I, it's been a good thing for me because it has definitely completely altered the way that I'm dealing with relationships and sure. intimacy and yeah. and thinking about what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, how I'm, you know, like in Seinfeld treating my body like an amusement park. <laughs> you know when George is in the hospital bed. Yeah. <laughs> the mother catches him or she catches yeah. him masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk into the room and see my son treating his body like an amusement park. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. No, it's 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 good. How do you handle dating and looking I for don't, romance? Or... I don't. I'm still new. After I found out, I was like celibate for three fucking years. Wow. Uh, That's quite a shift, too, from the... You yeah, know. from having to have it all the time. Yeah. Sure, you know? yeah. yeah. From, you know... Was that difficult? Yeah. I mean, not really. I, I You know, there was a mixture of shame and fear and knowing that I have to bring that up. Yeah. If yeah. I want to get intimate with somebody. Exactly. And yeah. not wanting to deal with it, not yeah. wanting to have it in up in my grill like that, yeah. you know. Right, right. So so I just avoided it. It was sort of me like avoiding. It was like the other side of sexual um dysfunction, anorexic, you know, sexual. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. avoiding it and yeah. avoiding intimacy and, you know, that whole It's like I can do everything wrong in many ways, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> not just one way. Yeah. Oh, I can do all. That. I can either yeah. do it or not do it. <laughs> exactly. Both wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That reminds me of the um best in show. We can talk or not, not talk, talk for hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> we both like soup, soup. and oh, How heavenly is that? Oh, I, I could just couldn't have made it through my life without all this stuff we're no, talking about. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. That's really holy, true. Holy, especially those guys. That that whole crew there with the the Christopher Guest crew. They are just magical. They really magical. are magical. Yeah. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Yeah. One of the greatest of all time. Are you an SCTV fan? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. I mean, what what is? Sorry, 
please forgive me if you're out there listening to this. Please forgive me. Andrea. Um, Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin. Yeah. Unreal. And then when I saw Hedwig and she popped up in that, I was like, oh my God. That's what I was just about to say. The, the deleted scene oh, where yes. she's had her cell phone implanted into her head. <laughs> yes. And there's a and, misfire. Yeah. The, and there's yeah, a misfire. Yeah. yeah. And, and she answers the phone by clicking on her front tooth with her tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that bit is... It's incredible. She's insane. Yeah. She's amazing. And if you incredible. are out there listening, uh, Andrew, please come on the show. Yeah. yeah. Bless you. Bless your talented heart. But what you said is really very true for all of us. Without those things, what would we have done? Uh, oh, man, life? without the far side? Yeah, right. Without the Simpsons? Without yeah. Madeline Kahn, Mel Brooks, High Anxiety, yeah. Nurse Diesel, Cloris Leachman in yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, couldn't have, <laughs> couldn't have made it. Stardust Memories? You know, exactly. Zelig? All of that stuff. You know, my brother is eight years older and worked at a video store, so I had access to everything all the time. And it would just be like, can you get me this? Can you get me that? And so that was my lifeline. You know what I mean? That and records from the library or my parents' record collection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, and those are the, the memories that you have, too. Yeah. You know, you think back to that. Yeah. And it, it's funny because I saw in an interview you mentioning something about nostalgia and the, the fabric of nostalgia yeah. and how the uncomplicated sounds of the 70s are things that mm-hmm. you like to put through in your music even though you know you do a lot of stuff with not experimental artists but more yeah bleeding edge dance acts right like gus gus Mm. but um could you talk a little bit about your feelings about 70s music well i mean it's probably it's all connected to this vision of the the 70s male probably (laughs) (laughs) i think you know yeah yeah yeah. you know but, but i mean a 70s ballad you know david gates you know bread yeah um america sure Elton John, you know, Yellow Brick Road, Super Tramp, Breakfast in America. I mean, I can't get that those sounds out of my head and I don't want to. And right. and they're, you know, but I also have to have Skinny Puppy. Yes, exactly. And I have to have Fad Gadget. Yeah. You know, because Fad Gadget, Skinny Puppy, Ministry, Over the Shoulder 12-inch remix. Yeah. I mean, are Chris and Cozy? Oh yeah. Throbbing yeah. Gristle. Sure. Are you a Gary you know, Newman fan because for yeah, some reason yeah. the new record really yeah. There was a lot of that dance, his dance album I, I yeah. kept thinking of. And know. I saw him live recently, and he's just in incredible form. Yeah, and yeah. he's never and stopped. A, and his voice, I, I can't get enough of that either. Um, Visage, Blamange, um, New Order, Pet Shop Boys. Sure. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Um, you know, I feel, like, I feel like nostalgia is a dangerous thing. Yeah. We don't want to get stuck in that. But right. But there's... I mean, let's face it, when we grow when we grow up in a certain period, that's where we, you know, when we're coming of age and, you know, are those formative years, yeah. sure. you know, that's basically where we, like the little baby duck, you know, imprinting, you know, on the mother duck, you know, or whatever, yeah. or vice yeah. versa, however yeah. that's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what you, and that's just what's in my DNA. And I, and I want to hear that. I mean, those smooth ballads from the 70s. My friend Scott Heim, the, the incredible writer who did Mysterious Skin, you know that book? No. Well, you must, must run out and read that book. It's about growing up gay in Kansas, and there's a movie made out of it. Oh, a wonderful I saw the movie. movie yeah, with yeah, Brady yeah. Corbett. Greg, Greg Rocky, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scott Heim, now I can't even remember what I was talking about. What was it? What were we? We were talking about nostalgia. Oh, yes. he made, the, yeah. He's made me all these incredible mixes, you know, with oh, Wildfire okay. from Michael Oh, M- Michael Martin Stanley Murphy. or Murphy. Oh, Michael Martin Murphy. Mar- yeah, yeah. Michael Martin Murphy. And it, he calls them Sap from the Trees these mixes yeah and i've got like three or four of them and they are incredible yeah. you know afternoon delight 
um, for me, it's not sap. It's just like, I don't find it cheesy. And I loved the conversational way those songs were built. Yeah. People were having conversations about real feelings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's also just the double tracking of vocals. I can't get enough of that. Me either. I, That's I one of my favorite things. For everything. Yeah. All, you know, I yeah. have to have it on my cornflakes. <laughs> double tracked, you know. And I can't get enough. And I don't I don't care what you know anyone thinks of that. It's yeah. like I gotta have it. Yeah. Mm. Elton John double tracked on Yellow Brick Road. One of the greatest Fuck things me. in the world. Yeah. One of the greatest things in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your red velvet pancakes. <laughs> you know. And then Elton reached out to you to participate in the anniversary edition, yes. right? Of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yes. What song did you do on that? I did Sweet Painted Lady. Oh right, right. And right. I did that with with the incredible um Peter Asher. Oh wow. In Malibu yeah. uh-huh. at his at the studio. I mean, that was an experience meeting Peter and his wife Wendy, wonderful, wonderful people. Wendy's Wendy's an art big art collector and she showed me incredible things that I can't get out of my head. And Peter, for those who don't know, managed James Taylor for years and years and years. <laughs> Discovered and... James Taylor, I believe. Oh, that's right, and signed yes. him to the Beatles yes. label and was also part of Peter and Gordon, right? That's correct. Yeah. And um so that was an incredible experience. I can um, imagine. Yeah. And Elton, meeting meeting Elton, knowing Elton, hanging out with Elton, yeah. being in Elton's helicopter with him <laughs> across from his beautiful staff in his helicopter on the way to one of his performances. By the way, when we got to that performance, I was in his dressing room with him alone, sitting across from him on one of the couches. Yeah. And it felt like I was really far away. So I was like, oh, shall I come over to you and sit? You know, because we've just had we've just had lunch together, you know, and. We've just ridden in a helicopter together, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, right. Shouldn't I come over and sit with you? Yeah. And he was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I love. Uh, uh, that's fabulous. Should I come sit by you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, yeah. not, not, yeah. and no, you know, he's got, he's, he's, you know, there's no disclaimers. You get to that point in your life where you don't ever have to have a disclaimer for anything. <laughs> yeah. There's no apologies. Like, I hope that yeah. didn't sound just like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Love Delicious. That. Yeah. Yeah. Delicioso. Delicioso, as we used to say in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that Michiganese. That, uh, yeah. yeah. But oh, the 70s yeah. sound and the 80s sound, and when people ask me what my music is, you know, everybody hates that question, but it's, it's, a, it's a good question. You know, it's just difficult to answer. Yeah. And for me, it's just like I grew up in the 70s and the 80s, and that's what my music sounds like. That's oh. what I love. But I also love modern technology. I love sure. a lot of music that's being made today. I love Calm Trues. You know, I love a lot of electronic music that's being made today. There's delicious yeah. stuff out there. There's this guy who did the... Did you hear this guy who does scores? His name, he goes by the name Rob. No. And he did the score to the reboot of Maniac with Elijah Wood. Have you heard that soundtrack? No, I haven't. Well, make sure you're sitting down wearing a very sturdy adult diaper <laughs> when you slip that into the player. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. It is so will. beautiful. Yeah. Melodies, knowledge of knowledge of how to build tension and how to, you know, atmospherics and just there's beautiful scoring. I mean, come on, you know, Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, you know, those guys, yeah. way too much talent for their own good. And there's so many, it's so much, and Death Waltz Records uh-huh. releasing all these oh, scores, Goblin, all those the Those are incredible. Those, every time I get the email, I'm like, oh my God, now Tenebrae's out. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it costs 40 pounds. <laughs> um, That's the part and, of the email I don't, I don't like. Yeah. 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 I'm like, but, oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's for, okay. Oh, well, later yeah. on, I'll. So do you ever, uh, 
spend a lot of time at Amoeba Records going through yes, the soundtracks. Yes, I do. Yeah, um, I'm, I must interrupt you just please, just to say please. Halloween 3, John Carpenter uh, yes. and Alan Howarth. Yeah. There's a couple of re-releases of Halloween 3, and I have them both, of course. I bought that on cassette when I was on a marching band trip <laughs> going to the Rose Bowl in, like, 1981. Oh, my God. Wow. And listened to it walking through Hollywood oh, on my Walkman. Oh, that's quite a scene. Yeah. Halloween 3. Yeah. You know, small-town boy. Never been to California. Yeah. Completely, like, blown away. Never seen a palm tree. Wow. Yeah. You know, still super church going. And then I'm listening to Halloween 3 score on cassette on my Walkman, walking through, you know, L.A. or wherever yeah. the hell we were. That was when I realized that walking through sunny, beautiful places listening to horror soundtracks, that's just that's just what I want all the time. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Kind of, it's, it's so beautiful. That's and it just transforms the landscape into yeah. this eerie wonderful thing what would you say like uh, if you had to pick like top five um movie soundtracks oh well of course blade runner okay that's sure a, that's a, that's probably the biggest one okay yeah you know the the yamaha cs80 synthesizer oh yeah and vangelis you know that that pairing is of course legendary yeah um halloween three okay john carpenter halloween one mm-hmm. sure i'm sorry the Thing, Ennio Morricone. Oh, The Thing, okay. Yeah, so that's four. And then I would say um, Cat of Nine Tails. Oh, the uh, Argento flick. Yes, yeah. Ennio Morricone as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That is unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. It's just like this this weird horror jazz. Gorgeous. Cool. Yeah. Um, but also, I would say a couple of the modern ones. Just I, Can I have seven, please? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> um, Rob, The Maniac. Okay. Reboot. Sure. Um, score absolutely gorgeous. Let's do eight. Okay. Michael Levy, Michael Levi, um, under the skin with Scarlett Johansson. Okay, one of the most beautiful scores mm-hmm. ever, and very unsettling and just beautiful yeah. knowledge of suspense and how to build atmospheres and and then also um, the disaster piece score to It Follows. Oh, okay. I seen that one. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I haven't one. either. I have oh. got to see it. There's some melodies in there that are just just as beautiful as anything you've ever heard. Wow, including you know, things like Blade Runner and Vangelis. Sure. So yeah. that's... Cool. Yeah. Scores, man. I can't get enough. The Carpenter scores reminded me of the Escape from New York score is one of my favorites as well. Yes. Oh, and Assault on Precinct 13. Yes, yeah, yeah. That bass line. Yeah, it's Holy crazy. Holy cow. Um, there's, a, there's a French band called Zombie Zombie uh-huh. that has an EP of... Um, an electronic EP, which has one of the most beautiful covers you'll ever see on an album. Uh-huh. Can you can you call that up or yeah sure I want you guys to see that I would like to yeah see you see that beauty. Have you seen John Carpenter live? No, I haven't. I'm just it's just one of those things like I've never seen Grace Jones live either. Oh which yeah, yeah, makes me feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> but that's also you know? because you live in Reykjavik, right? I do, but I mean only for the last seven years, and I am fifty. So oh. I mean, what you know, what the hell is my excuse? You I've been trying to find an out for you on this, and I you know, I really have no excuse. work with me here. By the way, you two, you two are invited to to because I have guest rooms in Reykjavik downtown oh God, next I'd to the cathedral to to and we can sit there yeah. and we'll all drink whatever it is we want to drink mm. and um, we'll listen to delicious albums together we'll put Skinny Puppy on those are all being re-released so please everyone oh, they are. get out there and buy your Skinny Puppy reissues if you haven't oh, yet cool. oh cool and their uh, Mute is re-releasing all the Fad Gadget stuff oh if Mute's it's doing just... it it's going to be amazing those Depeche Mode reissues are oh, like yeah. the gold standard yeah. there's documentaries there's bonus tracks the 12 inch mixes all that stuff yeah. yeah oh is this okay wait the zombie zombie Delicious cover fucking Oso. exactly well thank you very much <laughs> and uh, we'll take you up on that offer isn't that gorgeous look at that oh wow 
I love that album cover. I have that vinyl, of course. It's one of those ones that I can't stop touching, so it looks like a raccoon <laughs> got at it, you know? Like, uh, exactly. Uh, Did someone leave this outside? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. Announced your status at a festival. Is that mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It was um, Anthony Hegarty's meltdown in London, oh, okay. and I was guesting with Hercules and Love Affair. Right, right. Because you did a track with them. Yeah, Andy Butler of Hercules and Love Affair, another extremely talented motherfucker. Incredible encyclopedic knowledge of dance music, and, sure, and sound and stuff. And Anthony didn't invite me. It was I just sort of got shoehorned in there because Andy <laughs> wanted me to come sing this song, you know, but I got to meet Anthony and he was lovely or Anoni as, um, oh, as she is known. Sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, not as she is known, but that's who that is. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Uh, so before I went on stage, I was singing this song, you know, it was a quite an emotional recording session with Andy in Vienna you know, in the winter, and yeah. I was meeting him for the first time, and it was one of those things where you have to go into the studio and just, you know, poop. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Have a bowel movement yeah. now. <laughs> so we did this song, uh, I Try to Talk to You, which is like, I, I hate that I called it that, because it just sounds like clunky, just like <laughs> ultra clunky bull in the china shop title. You know, it was a song about, I wish I could have known myself you know, to the extent, I wish I could have had a conversation with myself that it was okay to, you know, be who I was and where I was and yeah. be afraid and, and be whatever the fuck that I was. Sure. You know, that it yeah. was neither here nor there and that I wish I could have avoided, you know, this this thing. I mean, the reason that I said it on stage was because I felt like I shouldn't. Okay, right. Do you find that you that's an often the thing that will push you to do something when you feel that it's a scary thing? Sometimes, but I yeah. mean, there's there's good caution and there's, you know, there's good caution. It's like sometimes, yeah. you know, maybe it's not in your best interest to, you know, go to prison in Siberia right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's true. Maybe yeah. that's not a good career move for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, in this particular, it's like, I feel ashamed. Why don't you think you should say it? Because it's too sensational or because it'll seem like an attention getting thing mm. or because you're ashamed or because you know that this was all you and that it was totally avoidable, why is it that you feel like you shouldn't say it? And I just thought, there's a stigma attached to it. There so, was. Y- yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's gone away to a large extent. Of course, it's still present in you know, some places. But um, I just felt like, you know, don't overthink it. Share with the audience, you know, the truth about this song that you're going to sing for them. Yeah. That's, sure. not, that's not out of place. Yeah, it's yeah. relevant. Yeah. It's yeah. relevant. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's something that people aren't talking about or don't talk about a lot. But I mean, you have people like Holly Johnson from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Those are the pioneers. Those are the people who were on their, those are people, I mean, he was on his deathbed, Holly, who's yeah. a beautiful person. Yeah. A beautiful, amazing man. And he, you know, it's just like, we shouldn't be, why am I having these, you know, 
Why am I pussyfooting around this issue? Those people went through it decades ago. They've survived. They're here. And yeah. we should be talking about this. We shouldn't still be going, oh, I better not say that because, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's just It's gross. just not done. It's not yeah, done. Yeah. I mean, it's also, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to ruin your, you know, your your scruff profile. Yeah. Just, you, know, that, you know, if you say it out, you know. Yeah. Right. What was the reaction? I mean, the audience was like, you know, there was like this hush, you know, yeah. like this, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. and I was just like, I, and I just said, you know, I'm not saying that to, you know, I'm not saying that to bum you out. I mean, this has been a, this has been an eye opening experience for me and sort of getting back to like how to be intimate with people and, yeah. and what, how I've been, you know, just learning about how I've been living my life and like yeah. waking up. And sure. so this isn't a, this isn't a bummer. This is a, this is a, a good moment. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, ah! <laughs> yeah you know yeah. so i felt like it was a really good thing you know cool yeah i think so too because again having those feelings of maybe this is something i shouldn't talk about mm-hmm. and then the the more people do talk about those things the easier it is for anyone else yeah who's listening in the audience or whatever to talk about it with their right. own people yeah yeah because you know in that moment you're also thinking back to that that moment and and at the walmart when the cashier is telling you about their divorce and you're like <laughs> i don't really want to hear this <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't right, I, right. you know and it's like yeah. i wonder if this is that situation <laughs> right and, and it's like do they just want yeah. to check out yeah. now yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, exactly. do they just want to you know dance their booties off yeah. you know at the meltdown festival yeah and it's like no you know you're about to sing a song about it yeah you and andy talked about this that was yeah. through the writing process it was a, it was an emotional thing it's a good thing. Yeah. It's not a bummer. It's not a downer. That's why you are going to say something. Yeah. Because that's not what we're doing here. Right. We're not here to, you know, have a pity party or say, oh, poor me or something like that. It's like, yeah, I'm fucked up. And there's there's been some great things to come out about it. And I wrote a song about it. And this is it. Done. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So put that's... in your <laughs> put that in your anal beads and smoke it. <laughs> All right, give me a quick top five movies. Ooh, and you can make it a top. You can make eight it a top ten need, yeah, or a 50, yeah. or fifty or whatever. But you nasty thing. <laughs> you know, I might have to do two Reiner Werner Fassbender movies right up front. Okay, Ali Ferrets the Soul, Angst Essen Seele Auf. Oh, um, and then um, in a year with thirteen moons. Okay. Have you seen that? I haven't heard. I haven't heard either of these. Let me just yet. tell you something. When you see in a year with thirteen moons, mm-hmm, you're going down. to shit yourself. Great, I'm gonna get my diaper. It has one of the most. <laughs> it has one of the most incredible sequences I've ever seen in any movie. Wow. I'm not going to say any more. I'm that. embarrassed to say I've never seen the Fassbender film. Oh well, I mean I, that makes me excited for you because I wish I had things to discover too. I appreciate that attitude. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean, how well, I feel about it. when I tell someone about a film and they say yeah. that to me. That's how I feel. I yeah. mean, we're not snobby cunts here. I mean, no. I mean, we've no. got so it many holes icy in, cunts, our, but, yeah. in our education. <laughs> and, and wouldn't it be horrible <laughs> exactly. if you'd seen everything good and there's nothing left to see? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Thank I'm God extremely excited for you that you yeah. get to see that adaptation with um, oh yeah with Nicolas Cage yeah. playing identical twins, the Charlie Kaufman Spike Jones thing. The fact that that was a hit blew my mind too. Like that yeah, was- the fact that that was a hit and that it was so smart and clever and emotionally insightful and complex too. Complex. Yeah. That was really that was a really complex movie. Incredible. Really, yeah. And of course, Streep, you know, streeping out hardcore, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And she just she just doesn't disappoint ever, you know? yeah. ever. And Chris Cooper in that. Oh yeah. Holy. Honorata Balsack, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. Yeah. 
But I do like me a gap tooth motherfucker. I must say, <laughs> that's a turn on for me, and not just because of the you know, <laughs> 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 yeah, obvious. But um, so we have those Wings of Desire. Wind oh Winders. yeah, yeah, I love that film. Yeah, that's for um, Tootsie is one of my all time incredible, oh, great, film. incredible. Um, Terry Gar in that right? Oh, yeah, oh, she's yeah. so fabulous. She's I love incredible. Terry Gar. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. <sighs> Oh, oh yeah. that's another one. Yeah. That's yeah. another one. Yeah. yeah. High anxiety. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm so the I'm tired song by Madeline Kahn in that. Yeah. As um what's her name in that? Mar- her name is Lily Van Stupp. Stupp. Yeah. <laughs> Lily Van Stupp. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Also, the big Busby Berkeley number, which I, sometimes if I haven't seen it in a long time, I forget about it. It's also like the scene in Life of Brian where the spaceship shows up, and you're like, I forgot about this. It's my favorite yes. scene, and I'll forget about it the next yeah. time I watch this, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Halloween 3 oh, yeah. is, is huge for me. People are really appreciating that one these days. It's not, I wouldn't say that it's underrated, but when it came out, it was just like, you know, they're breaking the storyline. They're doing something different. This, what, it, what the hell is this? Yeah. But it's, fan, it's absolutely fantastic. I wish that they had continued the plan, which, for those who don't know, John Carpenter wanted to continue the series as sort of an anthology series and have a new yes. Halloween movie every year, yes. right? With a totally different story. I wish he had. Me too. It would be it incredible. Was it was a great idea. And it's one of the best scores he's ever done. Yeah, it is. Um, let's see. The Thing. I mean, while we're at it. Sure. The Thing never, yeah. ever disappoints. Mm-hmm. Betty Blue. What is Betty Blue? Betty Blue is... Um, with Beatrice Dahl and uh, you know Jean Jean Hugues Anglade, oh, you know I mean oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. he's basically on every Beatty's you know cereal <laughs> yeah. box in the yeah. tri-state area. You know, the number of times we, he's brought up in our conversations <laughs> yeah. on the show. It's, yeah, uh, it's oh know. that Jean Hugues Anglade. <laughs> <laughs> he never disappoints. If I had a nickel. Yeah, yeah. But after you see the opening scene, you will become quite a fan of his okay. very quickly, depending on what your type is. I don't okay. know. I shouldn't be such a presumptuous <laughs> little. <laughs> <laughs> Twat. <laughs> but, um uh yeah uh betty blue is a is a story that i kept coming back to and then of course there has to be a woody allen film in there and it's going to have to be stardust memories it's gonna have yeah. to be yeah. even though geraldine page and interiors oh right also the goddess the goddess oh, from 1953 huh. with america's greatest actress probably kim stanley oh, oh wow yeah, let me tell you something one. What's so I'm great g- about her? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's so great about that whore? Yeah, come on, John Grant. Yeah. Tell us a little fucking news yeah. about this lady. Well, you know what? Can I show you a clip? Yeah, yeah. of course. And you will go, you will just go, Okay. she's blowing my mind. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah please. I, I'm going to look it up for you yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a daydream. I daydream sometimes about going to Hollywood and being a movie star. <laughs> I guess most girls daydream about that. Not that I think I'm so pretty or anything like that. But, you know, they have cosmeticians out there in Hollywood that that make those Hollywood stars look a lot more beautiful than they really are. I mean, you ought to read some of those magazines. They tell the inside stories on those movie stars. I mean, most of us just cosmetics. You know, Lana Turner was discovered when she's just 17. I daydream about that sometimes. You daydream about that ever? No, I, I never daydream about that. What are you daydreaming about? Hmm? Well, I... I daydream about... girls, I guess. I don't get along well with girls. Well, Louis, I gotta tell you something. Your fault is you're too shy. 
You're a very attractive boy, Lewis. You just mustn't be so shy. I didn't exactly have a case on you myself, but I was very happy when you asked me to go out with you today. I mean, I'm well aware that your daddy's a doctor, and there are a lot of people in this town who look on my uh, mama and me as common. You know, before my daddy died, we lived in Clarksville, Tennessee, and my daddy was the owner of a dry cleaning establishment. And we were very well thought of. My mama had a colored girl come in twice a week to help her with washing the ironing. We were one of the better families. There's lots of girls in this town wish they had my background. <laughs> I know I don't get invited to the subdeb and the cotillion. You know how that hurt me. I cried for weeks. <laughs> Could have killed Thelma Darson, her mama. Supposed to be my friend. She didn't even ask me to her sweet 16 party. I begged my mama a thousand times, let's move away from Shantytown. But no, she's just crazy about money here, hoards it away. What do you think I work at Rice's Five and Dime after school for? She won't even give me a penny, not a penny, to buy myself a new dress. Boom! Oh, boy, I have a temper, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you have to excuse me, please, for that outburst, Lewis. I feel these things very deeply. I don't expect you can understand this shame and degradation a girl feels when she's not invited to a sweet 16 party. It's incredible. And, you know, I tried to get the rights to, because after Smug Cunt, you're supposed to hear immediately, woo, boy, I've got a temper, don't I? (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be perfect. Yeah. And so that's what you're supposed to hear at the end of that song, but I couldn't get Sony. Sony was like, as soon as they heard, as soon as they heard the um, title, the title of the song, they're like, well. You know, we in the movie business, we can't be connected with because this is a this is a pure industry. Right. And oh, Mr. Yeah. Grant, <laughs> Mr. Grant, we are not Innocent. going to have our name sullied by your disgusting mind. Thank you so very much for asking. Oh my God! You know, please do not contact us again. Yeah, yeah and it was like six thousand bucks they wanted for that clip. You know, that like, those couple Just of words. Little, and, yeah. And we almost had it, and then and then the name of the song came through, and they were like. Yeah, we'll get you the title soon. John's yeah. still working on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when you see that movie in its entirety, and it's yeah. quite long, I'm sorry. Oh. But I, I, would, I would beg you, you know, I'll Maybe send over flowers sentence. or whatever, yeah. whatever you need. Um, you got to see it. I can't believe it got made. You wouldn't believe the, um, first of all, the acting that goes on, but also the storyline, the, yeah. the subject matter that they're dealing with in that movie yeah. is so dark. It's such a dark movie. Yeah. Like, it's like straight up David Lynch nasty. Yeah. Like, Inland Empire. Oh, God. Nightmare. And by the way, that's another top one for me, Inland Empire by really? David Lynch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where is yeah. that in your David Lynch Wait, uh, low. list? Really? Is it low? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's low on my on my list. I, I think maybe because of the, the palette, it was, uh, it's just not as um, visually enticing. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Laura Dern, is, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she always is. But. Yes. Yeah, I mean the reason that I feel that way about it is because for me it's it's one of the closest depictions of to what it must must be like to go through a nightmare, like to actually experience a nightmare. Yeah, and that color palette and that blurriness and that sort of the way that it's done, it just feels nasty and horrifying to me. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just it felt made me feel. I saw it also. I saw it in you know like the IFC Center in Manhattan on this incredible screen. With the incredible sound system and yeah. the score, the way that thing starts out, yeah, the way he works with sound. Oh, it's lovely! Holy yeah. cow! I, I remember, I remember, I saw that movie on New Year's Day in the theater by myself, and like at, mm. at, in the afternoon. Yeah, and and I was just, and I walked out of there, and I was like, 
I don't know if I like that. Or not. <laughs> yeah. you know? I love those movies where yeah. it ends and you go, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't really know yeah. what happened. Yeah. It's like the first time I saw a Cassavetti's film. I watched Killing of a Chinese Bookie. I love that movie. It's one of the greatest, and the two versions being available now. Okay, I don't. Okay, check I this out. I have the Criterion box of the Cassavetti's. Then you have he both said versions. Bragging. No, no, I, it's, that's over on right <laughs> yeah. over there underneath the body double French box set. I have the Cassavetti's box set. So. Ugh. Uh, there's two versions, so I strongly recommend you when you're looking for a movie to watch the next time at your home, uh, watch the other version because okay. they're almost two different films. Wow, it, it, it's at least 25 minutes of difference. What happened is it the first version came out and it was just savaged by critics. Uh, Casavetti's, who was funding the distribution of his own films and all that, took a mighty hit by pulling it because he was just like disgusted that they didn't get it. Right. And then he reworked the edit, and he would also shoot so many different versions that sometimes there's different takes of there's allegedly like five different versions of husbands floating around. He had one that he showed the financiers. Peter Falk told a story that everyone was applauding. It was a big hit, and he leaned over to Peter Falk. He said, "Hey, enjoy it, man, because that's the last time you're ever going to see huh. that version." Like he just put it together to get holy that. indecisiveness, yeah. Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, the Killing of a Chinese Bookie that I got to see that one. The, they, there was some rare print that like the leading expert on John Cassavetes uh, works in Boston at BU. So mm. I used to live in Boston, and he screened it once. And it was the t- you know when you're watching a movie, you're like, "I got to soak this in because I'll never ever see this again." But now, mm. thankfully, it's available on the Criterion mm. box. Yeah. Oh, and isn't it beautiful? It is. And back to Woody Allen, another woman. With oh. Jenna Rollins and one uh, of my all-time favorites, yeah. it's at the top. Yeah, I mean Samantha. Um, what's her name? Oh, uh, she was in the River Rat. She was in. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton. Sakes. Martha yeah. Plimpton. Yeah, yeah, another amazing actress. Oh, who, she's incredible. I know who we don't get to see enough of. Yeah, amazing in that. Mia Farrow's incredible in that. But Jenna Rollins in that. What oh, a, what a powerhouse that woman is. Yeah, and which brings me to another favorite. Mm. Minnie and Moskovitz. Oh my God! Yes, Cassavetti's incredible, incredible, incredible performance by her. An incredible movie about. I think it's a movie that all gay men should see. All people in That's general. Really good point. About yeah. about not about forgetting about that you have a type. Okay. No. Yes. Exactly. You know. Exactly. About, about, about you think you fucking know what you need. Uh huh. And you've had you had know? all mapped out. You know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always ready for a nice big bush. You know, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. So, by the way, know? that answers one of our standard questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious from the '70s yeah. guy thing, yeah. but yeah, yeah. yeah. Full bush. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Stand for nothing less. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, Although but, I'm not a Nazi about it. I mean, <laughs> my goodness. I mean, people have, you know, people have personal, you know, tastes. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. You know. Far be it from any of us yeah, to yeah. impose our guidelines yeah, yeah. on someone else. I mean, else. I, did, I, did, I did say to a guy once, I was like, I said, oh, you should let that grow because I think it's really hot. You know, I was just expressing my personal opinion. But he was really offended. He was like... Who the fuck do you think you are? You know, he's <laughs> like, he's like, mind your own fucking business. And I was just Damn. like, I wasn't really trying to. <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't. I. <laughs> Mother, <laughs> I just meant like you know, like yeah. a throw pillow would look nice on that couch. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, it does. I mean, it's, Ever, it's you know, I love terry cloth yeah. <laughs> or chenille or whatever. Yeah, the texture, you know. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, I had an experience like with a guy that I picked up at the park during my really heavy, you know, park experience uh, yeah. phase. For your park life. My yeah. my dogging. You yeah. Know, yeah. It was a very, very long, long, <laughs> drawn-out phase, which continues to this very day. And uh, I went home with this guy. It was like one of those 
um, sorry for the TMI crowd or whatever, but um, it was one of these guys that sort of disgusted me in a sexy way, and I got into <laughs> his car, and, <laughs> sure. and I went to his place, and everything was blue, and there was blue light coming into the what? room through blue what? curtains, blue Shut shack up. carpeting, no way. and then that motherfucker went and put on blue velvet, that blue album from Enya. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And it was like cut to scene from Human Centipede part yeah. two, full sequence. Seriously. And right. I was like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's like what? i like the enya but fuck? i don't want to hear that while i'm yeah. no 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 <laughs> i'm no. sorry i don't yeah by the way that's another wow. thing music during sex i oh, totally yeah, re- i totally that. respect that people that some people love that but i don't want a soundtrack to sex that's just my personal thing so no music at all i prefer to talk about you know baking and sure you know dinosaurs and <laughs> the usual stuff the yeah. usual stuff you know i, I want my make my own soundtrack yeah know? sure yeah exactly well there's that thing too especially as a musician you know you don't want to get too hung up in like this rhythm's not really great for right now you, you kind of yeah, yeah. one time i was having sex with someone and i was listening to um i'm trying to remember her name it's a bobby o artist that um let me uh roni griffith roni griffith okay now, Bobby O, man. Oh, my God. Bobby O is one of the greatest and most vexing characters in dance music. For those who don't know, he discovered the Pet Shop Boys, basically. Okay. And, well, cause, and uh, the flirts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all those prepackaged bands that he would just pump out one after the other. One day, he put out a record every day of the month. And a lot of them are ripoffs of like uh, Blue Monday. He's got like at least 40 yeah. Blue Monday ripoffs. Right, right, right. But they're all genius in their own way. He yeah. did a lot of the Divine records. Yes. And, uh, but also was a weirdly homophobic kind of guy i'm not impressed no but it was just so odd to me when i found that out because a guy who made so much of the formative music of that era yeah had this that is something i didn't know and isn't that strange yeah um i didn't mean to you know not no 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 but it's 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 just just, no it's just like it's so you just like the michelle shocked thing that happened when it was like you know wait what was that again right oh just when she, she was like by the way i'm not gay and i don't uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a lesbian, and I don't identify with any of my audience or any oh, of right. you people. So don't oh, project yeah. your shit onto me. Yeah, that, that's a very inaccurate um, um, synopsis of whatever happened there. It's a thumbnail sketch of uh, yes. an impressionist yeah, 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 painting yeah. of. But yeah. it was like that, and I just thought to myself, you know, people were in an outrage, and I just thought to myself, eh, yeah. you know, it's like I, I don't have to live with her. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, know? no, it's right, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, did Donna Summer say some dumb stuff? Maybe one time. Yeah, is that going to make you not listen to the records? Oh no, because there is that. There's a song, by the way, on Donna Summer, um, "Full of Emptiness." Have you ever heard Donna Summer sing "Full of Emptiness"? I don't know if I have, and I'm a big Donna Summer fan too. So, do you like Cocteau Twins? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you like beautiful ethereal? Do you I like do, Alison Goldfrapp's beautiful ethereal? I do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I do. Man, Donna Summer when she did her falsetto. That oh. was some sweet. That was a like a, a timbre that was up there with all the greatest, you know, ethereal female singers of all time. Elizabeth Fraser, Alison Goldfrapp, all those women. It's gonna make me melt.
I'm going to have to fade out, unfortunately, because we're running sure. close, because I know you got to get of back course. to Highland Park. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus, we're going to cut, cut the whole segment. <laughs> yeah. Well, with all that, you know, the music, and, yeah. And, yeah. Um, so uh, we're coming to the end of the episode, but we really want to thank you for joining us. It's yes. been such oh, a wonderful been afternoon. Such a pleasure. Большое дankeschön. Но не за что. С удовольствием. Это просто охуительно было. Это просто чудесно. Да. Ну у тебя очень хорошее произношение, кстати. Спасибо. Да, я очень впечатлен. Only words I can ever recognize. I'm like, oh, if that was a clockwork orange, I might get it. Just going back and forth on our mac and cheese recipes. You always keep those secret from me, goddammit. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that I just got the Wendy Carlos score to Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Which yeah. is available on CD at your local green grocer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, Whole Foods, and, which and, is not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not available anywhere. It took me forever to find it, but no. Um, but it, that's that's it another. Is hard, it is hard to get Wendy Carlos stuff. It is and also uh, the switched on box stuff. It's all gone, and then even like the Synth Britannia documentary. I think she pulls every segment that she, I think she does not like having anything out about her that right. is not sort of pre-authorized or something. This reminds me of that movie with Ashley Judd with the bugs and uh, no. oh, the freaking movie. <laughs> no, the movie Bug. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, no, sorry. that's okay. Yeah, drinking game alert. The New Beverly Theater with Jake Shears went to see Bug and uh, Killer Joe, and he was like, "Listen, I'll come see Killer Joe. I've seen Bug. I love it. I never want to see that film again." Oh, God. Dancer in the Dark. Oh, my <laughs> God. yes, never again. You never like, again. loved it, and, and then never again. Yeah, yeah. could not. Literally could not take seeing that again, ever. No, I, I've never been like, rat. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the one time I think I actually shocked Brian is that I told him about when I watched it twice in 24 hours because I watched it and then I went, Mom, you've got to see this movie. And I watched it yeah. with her. Wow. He was appalled. Yeah. Bless your cold black little heart. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, are you human? <laughs> oh, we laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. I mean, she's so stupid. <laughs> what a dummy. Don't go in there. <laughs> but John, oh thank God. you so much. And yeah. It's been a pleasure having it's you. It's been so nice to talk to you guys. You know how the road is. Oh, yeah, yeah. The road is a harsh mistress. <laughs> it's so nice to sit on this couch and just listen to the beautiful things coming out of your mouth. So thank you for having oh, me. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank same you. Return. Mm. Thank you very and much. break a leg tonight. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the show. And uh, we'll have to have you back the next time you're on uh, in town. I would love that.